How you guys doing? Happy Monday, everybody. I'm Grindhead Jim, coming at you. First stream of the week. Super fucking excited. Got about two inches less beard. No less thick, motherfucker. Elk, what's going on? Gun Media, I see you. Matt, I see you, bro. Thanks for being here. Gun Media, developer of Friday the 13th, the game, and Layers of Fear 2. In the house. Spoilers, might be playing one of their games a little bit later. Uh, well, we, we are. That, that, that's going to happen. So. <sighs> the original title of the stream today was going to be was Jason is a Mama's Boy that could take your head off in one punch. And we're going to have the same discussion, but I was like, you know, I got to keep the title what the discussion's going to be. Didn't want to bury the lead. So I had to say it. I had to say it. Right. I had to say it. So... Obviously, we're going to warm up, but I want to give you guys the, the, the teaser. Like the title says, I want to talk about what would happen if you took your favorite franchise. Forget about reboots and shit. Let's imagine that whether it's a cinematic franchise, a gaming franchise, even maybe a band. What would happen if they came out at a completely different decade, a different generation? Would they have had the same impact? Is there a, a correlation with timeliness and timelessness? That's the question we want to discuss today. And we're going to get into that here. But I want, I want to warm up a bit. I want to warm up a bit. You know, not that I'm cold. I'm maybe in my heart. No, I'm kidding. Kidding? I'm fine. I had a good weekend. I actually had a really good weekend. And um, you know, as most of you know, my, weekend, my weeks go like this. I have Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays off. Those are my stream days. Tuesday, ugh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays, I work 11 hours a day, which isn't too bad. But I am kind of stuck at the desk and all that crap, whatever. But it's nice because I have the Friday to break it up. And then to further break up the monotony, I've got Saturday night, which is Friday the 13th with the Death Cult, uh, Bicycle Death folks. And Matt and some of the gun media folks come in there and, and hang out, which is amazing. And um, I have a real, I have a much deeper tie to that game than anyone in my community may realize. Uh, because of the fact that I've been hanging out with them on those stream nights. And Matt just kind of threw it at me. He was like, why don't, why don't you play it on your stream? And I'm like, that's a good fucking question, Matt. <laughs> so I said, we're going to start Monday. I don't, I'm not, it's not going to be every Monday or whatever, but we will make it a, a semi-regular thing so that we're not oversaturating the, the market with the, the same style of stuff. But we're going to have fun. We're going to have a good time. Um, Friday 13 is such a, an amazing game. Um, and it only it gets better over time because I think that this is one of those rare instances where the hype train kind of having left the station actually has helped that game in the sense that only the really hardcore fans are left and there's plenty of us and there's always enough to get a few people together to have some fun. Um, and you can still get randos. You've got your offline play. It's so true to the series. Like at this point, when I want to get my slasher fix, it's a toss-up whether I'm going to fire up the game or watch a movie. Sometimes I do both with my multi-monitor setup. I have done that. I was playing with bots last week, and I had uh, the Crystal Lake Memories documentary on the left screen here, and I'm like, I'm slashing people up and stuff, and wow, I knew that about Jason because I've watched this 90 times. You know, it, it, it's... It's good stuff, and I always give 
Gun, Matt and Gun, some polite ribbings like, why don't you make this game? Why don't you make this game? Like, I, I pitched them uh, a Goonies uh, game, similar nonlinear multiplayer style to Friday the 13th. And we had all these ideas. I mean, we, we, we throw ideas out all the time. I, I even was like, Monster Squad. And he's like, you know, but obviously, uh, licensing rights being what they are, a lot of that stuff's never going to happen. But man, is it fun to just kind of like, what if? Which is kind of like what this discussion really is. It's really just a, what if? But what, what would happen? What's the effect? What's the ripple? What's that, that puddle? Like it happen when you change something fundamental about a franchise or a generation or a genre. So let's start with Friday the 13th. Why not? We're already here. So Friday the 13th came out in 79? 79, I want to say? And I don't have notes in front of me, nothing, so I might be wrong. But it came out after Halloween, which I think inarguably kickstarted what we now know as the slasher genre. There are other films that inspired that film, other things that led up to it, but as far as like the format that we know and love, for the most part, Halloween is kind of the de facto, um, this is where it started. Even Sean Cunningham admitted, I copied that movie to a certain degree when he made Friday the 13th. He has no shame about it, and I respect that about the man. But when Friday the 13th came on the scene, it was, you know, I always want to say 1980, but I'm 90% sure it's 79. And I'm sure that someone will correct me. You can look it up. 80 is where my brain goes. But 79, for some reason, is my brain trying to correct itself. So it's 79 or 80. Probably 80. I don't know. But what if it hadn't come out at that time? What if it came out later? What if it came out sooner? What if instead of Halloween, Friday the 13th was the first thing? 80, okay, 1980, got it. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you with the fact checks. <laughs> it, Jim, it to Shiro Redfield. How you doing? How you doing? We're talking about displacing different genres and, and, and franchises and seeing what their effect would be. First one I'm examining is, uh, just as an example, uh, is Friday the 13th. So it came out in 1980. What if it came out in 1970? What if it came out in... 89 or 90, you know, what would the effect be? Would we have had any of the films that we had? Um, well, take the logistics out of it, Tom. Suspension of disbelief. Have an imagination, my friend. I know you got one in there. I know you do. So let's forget that Halloween ever happened. Let's assume that, uh, that it was a completely original idea. <laughs> if Friday 13th comes out in 1970, I think that it breaks a lot of rules, taboos, mores. And then do we get, like, does it completely bomb? Does it, um, does it kind of set the stage for a, a different kind of slasher genre in the 70s? Does it, you know, do movies like Last House on the Left even happen? Um, does Nightmare on Elm Street ever happen? You know what I mean? Because the timing of everything is so odd. Um, I think that's an interesting thing because if you look at, you know, I kind of think of the slasher genre and like heavy metal had a lot of similarities in the way they came about, right? Because it's all about right place, right time with, with entertainment and, and not just commercial success or cultural impact, but like 
the generation that you hit when you have that come out. So I think that's a big part of it. You know, I think today's audiences are looking for something very different than what the original Friday the 13th provides. Um, because now it's technically somewhat of a cliche, although Halloween and Friday the 13th are among these forerunners of that, you know, structure. So I don't think that if it came out later as is, it would do much of anything. But if you took the same concept, it had never happened. And then, boom, you know, like if there was no Friday the 13th series and you went to 2009 and put out the, what is the remake? I feel like, um, <laughs> yeah, Gun. what we're doing is we're talking about displacing Friday the 13th as a film series in terms of the generation that it hit and wondering whether or not it would have a similar impact. It would be a different impact or something. So what I'm supposing right now, let's take for example, forget Friday the 13th ever happened. Let's assume that the 2009 remake is the only Friday the 13th movie. What would have happened? And I kind of feel like it would have been pretty big. Um, but I don't know if it would have been as big. I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, um, because that movie relies a lot on fan service to a degree. But at the same time, it does kind of stand on its own, right? So I'm wondering if, if that movie would, just by virtue of, of having been the first one in the series rather than the, what, 12th or whatever, if that would have been anywhere near as impactful. Because it, I think stylistically it definitely lined up with the generation that it was being played to. I think that it had a solid story. There were some plot issues, which Shacha will tell you, uh, that Jason doesn't use underground tunnels to, to, to travel, though it does explain a lot in a, in a hyper-realistic sense, you know. So I, I think in a lot of ways, like what that remake did, it was trying to take a Marvel Cinematic Universe approach or a DC Universe approach to, um, to, to the ideas. <laughs> yes, I know, man. You get really like, oh, fucking tunnels! Hmm? Uh, folks, this just in, uh, my lady just stirred her coffee with a fork because she's so upset, and rightfully so, just got word, Jessica Jones and the Punisher fucking canceled. We knew it was coming, but it happened. They're done. <laughs> Bye, see ya. Um, which is fucky. And I'm mad. And we can include those shows in this argument because if they, those shows have come out, 10 years earlier, maybe we wouldn't be having all this brouhaha about it now. Maybe we'd have full-fledged, like, series. Right, exactly. Disney wouldn't have owned it, and it wouldn't have been a thing, and maybe there would have been a, a means for Netflix to... <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard of it. She's like, if Stan Lee was around, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> well, the ghost of Stan is going to haunt Netflix. Well, Disney didn't do it. Netflix is the one canceling the shows because they're financing it. And... Right. 
Right, and the, but Netflix basically licensed those shows, and the the thought process is that because they're not really they don't stand to make any real not necessarily profit, but they have no real benefit to keeping those shows around at this point. That's true. They will lose a lot of people. I think I really do. So that's fucked up. So hey, no worries. There's potatoes in there too if you want them. Okay. <sighs> Poor lady. She and I love our Netflix Marvel shows very, 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 very much. Um, I love me some Jessica Jones. I fucking love me some uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I love me some, you know, Punisher. Punisher. I haven't watched a second one yet, and I'm, I'm, I've been waiting to watch it, mainly because I knew they were going to tell me it was canceled. So I wanted to mourn by drowning my sorrows in Punisher. So we're going to do that. So we will get back to that in a moment. Uh, Tom says, I feel like if Friday the 13th had started more recently, it'd be more inspired by the Scream franchise or something more than anything else. I don't want to get too crazy. Like, take the circumstantial elements out of it. Like, forget that. What influenced what and this and that? Because that's going to get way too fucking deep. Just pick it up and put it somewhere else. Whatever franchise we talk about. I do think the only way that you move Friday the 13th forward is if you take that, the, the remake and just erase the rest of the franchise and make that the first one. And for the sake of everyone's blood pressure, let's say they don't have the tunnels in there. Let's say they don't have the tunnels in the Friday the 13th 2009 film. Take the tunnels out, and I think you more or less have what is arguably a damn near flawless slasher flick with the right kind of pacing, the right kind of vibe. Has a couple missteps here and there in terms of what we would consider Friday the 13th lore. Um, really, really good film. Yeah, yeah, Tom, I'll tell you right now. If ever, here's the thing. If someone says you have to see, if, if you can only take one Friday the 13th movie and put it in your collection, this is a controversial statement. It would be a toss-up between A New Beginning and the remake. The reason behind this is that I feel like A New Beginning has the best-looking Jason. You know, it's got Kane Hodder in it. I believe that's his first appearance under Carl Beekler. Um, and uh, John Carl Beekler, I should say. Um, and it was an amazing film. Love it. Out of context, it's a bit difficult to explain to folks, but it's a great, 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 great movie and my favorite. Um, however, with knowing myself, I'm a show-and-tell guy. I love going, you got to see this. And if I had to just take Friday the 13th and show it to someone who's never seen Friday the 13th, a lot of times I'm going to lead with the remake because it does such a great job of setting the stage of, here's everything you need to know about Jason Voorhees and his mom, to a degree, in terms of a primer to appreciate everything else Jason. It is a really good film. Um, and it makes you appreciate the other films more if you watch them after the fact. Exactly. The remake covers key elements of the first four films. So it's a great story primer. So if someone likes that, you can go back to one through four, five, six, up to eight. Um, or whatever number you want to go to. I, I even like Jason X. Shoot me. I, to me, to me, Jason X is the kill, his first kill of the movie after he goes to space and maybe 
and 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 his event, some of the things that are happened to him, like the 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 Jason deaths and stuff, those are worth the price of admission alone. Um, the overall film has a lot of flaws. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, and it's a good film, but I digress. But I think that if you if someone who's never seen any of them, you show them the remake, gives them an idea of whether or not they're going to like it at all, and if they like that they'll have a great appreciation for the characters, the counselors in particular, of one through four. Because the counselors in the remake are shit. The counselors. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know if Jason X could really ruin anyone's ability to be scared. I think you just wouldn't be scared by a slasher flick anymore. Like, there's nothing scary really in that film. It's just a fun ride. You know, a lot of people get mad like at Hellraiser uh, Bloodlines. Honestly, I feel like that concept was done really well. It should have been two or three movies, though, instead of one. It could have been a whole new Hellraiser trilogy told chronologically, you know, from the, take the first movie, which talks about how the box was made, and then you do the second movie, which would be the modern-day one, which has the, the box building in it, then you have the conclusion of that second trilogy in space. If you really develop that stuff, it would have been really cool. But they went, went and just glued everything together. It's kind of like, eh, meh. Uh, Gummy says, Jason X exists in the F-13 universe only on its own isn't a scare film. Exactly. Exactly. I think that, and maybe this is something that definitely, I, I think this calls back to our discussion. Where slasher films, those franchises, the longer they go on, the more cocoon-like they get in as much as once you're in that universe, you can kind of just play around with what you want to do. But they tend not to stand on their own individually as here is a horror flick that's going to do this or that. It may serve as a gateway to get you into the, you know, the thing is, because you can watch, like, example, Marvel movies as standalone films. But if those Marvel films do their job right, you're going to watch all the other Marvel films and get into that universe. And I think that's what Friday the 13th does. I think that's what Nightmare on Elm Street does. Halloween to a certain extent as well. And, and other films like it. You know, it's just kind of the idea. Um, oh, dude, if you laughed your ass off to Jason X, I really think that was the goal. That movie was not meant to be scary. It was meant to be a... Go Jason, kill everybody, and become a mutant cyborg movie. <laughs> exactly. There becomes less of a need to world build. Um, because you, you know, you, it, yeah, once you're five movies into anything, it's kind of like you kind of know what to expect, even in passing. Like the average person, if you tell, ask them on Friday the 13th, they're going to know Jason, the hockey mask, a machete, and dead teenagers. Which, what else do you fucking need to know about those films, generally speaking? Not much. In order to camp. Well, not every movie has a camp in it, though. But, well, I no way. Because technically, Jason X had the camp in it at the beginning. Jason Goes to Hell had the camp in it for like eight seconds. Um, yeah, I guess every movie did have a camp in it. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, like, um, I think most people are going to be aware of, of, of what to expect. And I think that if you take some of that cultural reference out and just took these things from somewhere else, um, it would be interesting to see what people think of. 
Uh, did Jason Takes Manhattan have a camp? Yes. Because they were at camp, they were at Crystal Lake for the first, what is it, Matt, 10 minutes or something? It's just, it's basically, it's an establishing shot. <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> you know, um, they're like, oh yeah, here's Crystal Lake. See ya. Because the first thing that he that the director has, can I take him out of the fucking camp? Can I have to put him somewhere else? And they're like, can we can we do that? And they're like, yeah, let's put him in New York. All right. And they're like, okay, New York's gonna cost this much. They're like, we don't have that much money. Take him to Vancouver, and we'll film in Times Square for like ten minutes. <laughs> you know, I could have Jason. Fuck this! I'm going to New York, man. This bullshit, fucking. Yo, um, but yeah, like, like, I, I feel like Friday the Thirteenth did so much for the culture, um, of the slasher flick and the kicked off a genre, not just in the theaters, but also like the whole home video craze, the kind of dogma of renting a slasher flick every weekend and shit like that. I think, I don't know that that would ever have happened if there wasn't a Friday the 13th at that time. Just like Heavy Metal would not be where it is if Metallica didn't come out right when Metallica came out. Um, but I do feel like there were other film franchises that could exist in different times, right? Now, if you tried to do something on the scale of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the 80s, if you take all the business out of it, I think the practicality of it goes away because the effects just aren't there. Um, would they work if you started the series a little bit later? Like instead of 2008 with Iron Man, if you started it in 2010 or 2011, I think it would work. Or if you started them now, I think it could work. Assuming that DC did what they already did and they're like, Ugh. but then Marvel comes out and does their thing and blows everybody away again. I, I, I think that as long as you have the means to do it, technically, right? Marvel Cinematic Universe is pretty much going to work anywhere you put it, right? Um, you know, Psycho was the right movie at the right time, right? Um, Chocolate Syrup stock was never higher. Spoilers, that's what Alfred Hitchcock used for his blood in his black and white movies was Chocolate Syrup. Bet you didn't know that. Some of you, I know Matt knew that, but a lot of people didn't know that. Uh... Gunmedia says, Tom, no, but the first five, okay, the first five all did was establish things. Now it goes back where we're saying, sweet, sweet blood. Yeah, dude. But then you figure like fake blood is corn syrup based for most films, which is like, and if you think about, you look at the main ingredient in most processed soda, it's high fructose, it's high uh, fructose corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, which is the same thing. So, Ugh, which ugh, hate that shit so much. Give me, give me, give me real sugar. <laughs> give me real sugar, bro. Give me the soda. Get it, get it in me. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Right. So, this is, I think this is the first time Matt's been here, as illustrated by the follow. Which thank you again. Um, this is what I look like. <laughs> hey, Bobby. This is what I look like. Okay, don't judge. I'm just here to. To, to vape and drink some coffee and talk to you about movies and games. Um, I am the Alex Morgan, thank you very much for the follow. Let me know how Alex Morgan 432 is doing. Thank you. 
So movies, I mean, the more iconic the film franchise, the less likely it probably is going to be, um, it's going to work necessarily, but it could have an interesting different ripple effect, right? Um, but with gaming, I think it's interesting. Um, I, I think that with gaming, you totally could change all kinds of stuff. Like if Destiny came out a year earlier than it did, if it was in the exact same state that it was, I think it would be different. Um, I feel like, you know, you can look at NES games, erase them on NES, and then make the Ninja Gaiden that came out in on the Xbox, the first Ninja Gaiden. I think that would be cool. My gaming journey would have been very different because the game that sold me in NES was the original Ninja Gaiden on NES. And it's, um, that's interesting to me because I have such a, a kinship and a link to that game series from the NES, which is, you know, 20 years later, seeing that they were remaking that modernly on the Xbox was what made me want to get an Xbox. So I wonder if Ninja Gaiden on Xbox would have had the following it did had the original not existed. Or if that was the first one, Vicious. What's up, buddy? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Sir. Tom says, Star Wars starting earlier, later is interesting to think about. Yeah, working. Oh, poo. I want you to be working, sir. Well, I want you to be working. I want you to be able to pay your bills and shit, but... Um, but it is a thing. So, yeah, I think Star Wars could be could definitely be something that you could dick around with in terms of uh, when it got released, because even today, most of those effects hold up pretty well. Um, you know, I think those would be interesting to explore as well, uh, in the sense that, you know, they they certainly. Um, They, they had their impact, and, I, I, and so many people talk about, from a cinematic perspective, where they end up going with influence. Like, filmmakers of every kind got inspired by Star Wars. It's crazy to me. And I just realized I have double captions going on right now. The engine that they use in OBS is not as good as the engine that we use for the captions over here. I need to get the OBS devs in touch with the web caption devs and be like, just take this engine and just link into that. Because you can enable and disable captions right on, uh, right on Twitch, which is pretty cool. But the engine sucks, so why would you? Why would you? So I just realized that my Discord link is not here. i got to fix that real quick. <laughs> Not to mention, Tom says, not to mention a sci-fi craze Star Wars seemed to kick off, which would have started earlier or later, depending on Star Wars came out successful. Yeah, um, because look at what the effect was of Star Wars coming out. It was directly responsible for the revival of Star Trek as a cinematic idea, because they had talked about a movie before Star Wars ever came out. They abandoned the idea, looked at doing a, a, TV, a new TV series, which was the second phase, 
and Star Wars came out, was crazy big, and Paramount goes, fuck this, we'll make a movie. We'll take all of our ideas for Phase 2 and cram it into a movie. And they did. And it was very, very Star Trek. And it was a very good character study of where all these characters had been for the last 10 years or so. Uh, and then slowly, by the, the end of that film, we got them back to the Star Trek you know and love. Star Trek 2 came out and was like a BAM! You know, cry! It was good stuff. Um, and, and that went off there. No, but no, Star Wars, Star Trek may never have made it to a silver screen, ever. That's crazy. Crazy. Um, there are filmmakers that maybe would never have decided to make a film ever. Like Kevin Smith, I'm, I'm 99% sure. You don't put Star Wars in theaters in 1977, that dude never gets the bug for filmmaking the way he's talked about that film series. Um, it's just interesting to think about, you know? Um, Tetris. You could put Tetris, make that come out at any point in history, and I feel like the game would still be huge on some level. But I would argue that the timing of Tetris with the Game Boy was essential, because Tetris sold the Game Boys. And because of the style of game it is, we can pick it up, put it down really quick, made it perfect for a portable. It was just this perfect synergy of gameplay style and peripheral hard hardware. Just amazing. Just amazing. This year, it'll be... I think they came out in 89. 89 or 90. Might be 90, pretty much 90 um, for that. But I think the Nintendo version of Tetris came out in 89, and then the Tetris for Game Boy came out in 90, along with the Game Boy itself. And so that would make it 30 years now? I'm getting fucking old, guys. I'm getting fucking old. Because I was in high school. Yeah. Y'all forget about that shit sometimes, because I look so... Youthful and young. Weird. Tom says, if one thing had come out later, James Bond Moonraker would have come out later than it did, given it was shifted for it because of Star Wars success. Funny to think that's the thing that's happened. They're only in space for like the last 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And I would argue that James Bond in space for 20 minutes with a space shuttle should never be thought of to compete with the Millennium Falcon. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't fucking get it. I don't fucking get it. So, can you guys think of a game franchise that could potentially have more or the same impact if you took it out of when it was released and push it forward or earlier? Bearing in mind the context. like You can't take a game like Friday the 13th and put it in the 80s. The technology did not exist for this game as it exists now to, to, to go then. Um, or even, this would be interesting, what if you did the style of game that Friday the 13th is, but that was the 8-bit version? Right? Because you had the simultaneous four-player controller. You could throw that in there, and you could have split-screen, and you could have non-linear PvP. Like, it could have happened. That would be interesting. If the first Friday the 13th game on NES 
was closer to its current generation counterpart. How interesting would that be? That arguably could have been a very successful game. And perhaps we would have seen more Friday the 13th games. I don't know. I don't know. What if, though? <sighs> I, now I want someone to mod the 8-bit game to play like this one does, the new one. Just, just for funsies. That'd be great. It'll never happen, you know, but fuck, that'd be fun. Just for something different. That's what he, he throws the machete at you, which, you know, he does all the time. In movies. Gall. But like Donkey Kong, I've always wondered what would happen if you took Donkey Kong and not necessarily like it starts now, but what could you do with that game today, right? Because we've seen 9,000 Pac-Man games. We've seen, you know, a bunch of different versions of Tetris. I think the mechanics of Donkey Kong could be made into something really cool today. And although it's not going to be the huge phenomenon that it was when it first came out, I do feel like it would strike a chord. Um, if you marketed it right, which is unfortunately true of anything these days, if you, if you sell to the right audience, it's going to find that audience and move forward. Um, but it's a game that probably needs revived on some level, you know, uh, and not just an arcade port. Like, throw some more mechanics in it. Maybe make it 3D. Like, how could you make it 3D? Could you make it like an isometric perspective? <laughs> See what I did there? Fan to the show. Remember the isometric perspective? Okay. Um, could you do full camera control where it's more of a, it's, instead of going up the stairs, it's more of a maze, like, a, like you're on a single platform. Or if it's a construction site, you have floors you got to get up you, and you have enemies around every corner and shit. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that could be done with that concept. That's my opinion. Granted, I mean, it's an Italian plumber running around a construction site, dodging fireballs and barrels, and smashing them with a hammer to get up to the top to rescue his lady from a giant gorilla. And only, it, it, see, it only sounds weird when you say it out loud like that. Athelonis, what's up, lady? How you doing? How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. And today, not only do we have our normal captions, we're rocking double captions. There's a button down there you can click on other captions. You can't turn these ones off, though. But I'm just, I'm, I'm double fisting the captions today. I keep forgetting that I have that turned on. I'm not going to turn it off, though. You know, because what if the captions stop working right there? Doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing good. So, <laughs> double fist them. See, things said in an orgy. I mean, you know, that's just double fist them. Is that, is that weird? Did I make it weird? Did, did I make it weird? No. No. Mm -mm. Fair enough. No, 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 hell no, 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 
I refuse. No, no. Ooh, the new version of GifBot cues them now. So even if you do it during another animation, it goes boop. Fierce Kittens did some shit. Stream started skipping ahead on me, so I had to refresh. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Right on. It's weird, because I haven't streamed since I trimmed the beard. Like, last week I was telling you guys I got to be eating. And the mustache was, was so long, I'd be chewing, and all of a sudden the mustache would pull, and I'd be like, pull my lip inside my mouth. It's not good. Not good for you at all. Like, seeing my lip and my teeth, it's weird. Because normally it's like, verdure's gone. They're in there. <laughs> Mustache, good source of protein. That's true. That's true. <laughs> eat, eat some hair, boy. Wait, oh, mm. uh, don't at me. Think you have a migraine? That sucks, Rez. I'm sorry. Depending upon what caused it, like make sure that it's, the lights are kind of low. And that you're not blasting anything too much in your ears. So, um, so no Cena for you today, sir. No Cena for you. So, Mr. Matt, if you are so inclined, um, I would be honored if you would join me in voice chat. We can kind of talk a little bit more in depth about our subject matter today, and then we can start gathering some folks for the game. Uh, I'm opening up the old Discord there, and I'm hopping into my channel. You can hop into any voice channel, and I will bring you over. We can get things started. You know how that goes. Tom says, I guess for a video game franchise starting earlier, Tekken would have been interesting to start earlier, given it might have had more of a Street Fighter art style than the 3D models. I mean, yeah. But what if it had the exact same models? Within reason, right? Um, watching a pay-per-view with headphones, I can see how that would be a problem, for sure. You know, I feel like Tekken, it's always been somewhat underappreciated. And if it came out earlier, maybe it would have had higher impact. came out later, maybe it wouldn't have had any impact at all. You know what I mean? Because it was the smoothest 3D fighter that has ever come out. I think, inarguably. They're still the best at it. Um, and then the same company, Namco, made Soul, Soul Blade, Soul Calibur, depending on, or, you know, depending on which version of it you do. Hello, Green Smork. Um, and it was, you can hear what the refs are telling the wrestlers. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, I, I use headphones for almost everything anymore. So when I don't, I'm like, hey, what are they, what are they saying? I'm so used to it being right in my ear holes, right? So I, I which is weird for somebody who has a surround system, but it, well, it isn't hooked up uh, at this point. Because I, I really have grown to rely on being in, enveloped in sound. And uh, I find that an interesting limitation. But I guess I've never considered if someone doesn't normally use headphones and they start using them, that could be a detriment for them. You know what I mean? I think that's, uh, it's interesting. Green Smork. Thank you for the follow. Appreciate you. 
appreciate you. But it, but it makes sense. You know what I mean? It makes sense. It makes sense. You can't really... Uh, it's just a foreign concept for me. Um, just to say the least. So, it's, it's just a thing. I'm sending out a couple game invites here. If you folks are in chat and you're online, you're on my Steam's friend list, on my Steam's friend list and you're able, uh, let me know and we'll get you in game here. Um, is, is 3Z streaming right now? So she's not streaming. I'll invite her too. So she's online. I'm going to call her out. Um... Oh, she is she is streaming. Okay, never mind. Not gonna bother. Not gonna bother. Uh, Tom says Hellraiser. I actually, do wonder how that would have gone come up much earlier than it had. Yeah, like, and I think the reason that a lot of folks might think how like the look of it is because of literally the way it was filmed. That that film was very grainy and very dirty, and I think that was very much to the film's. Uh, benefit because it created this kind of a vibe that you would not have otherwise gotten um that's just a, a virtue of of the film my opinion um but i also wonder had they waited just a couple years and gotten a slightly bigger budget but still been able to be independent if that would have made a difference um i don't know but that so many of the franchises we're talking about are very much lightning in a bottle situations. The, I think that's why the, the conversation is so interesting in that it, it seems almost inconceivable for them to come out at a different time because they are so ingrained in a certain generation's mind. And the reason this, this is, comes up in my brain, the whole reason I wanted to talk about this was the fact that so many times each generation will scorn the next, and each generation will scorn the previous generation's films. Like, that's stupid. Without really acknowledging that what came before gave rise to what you have now. And I have to wonder, like, what would be different? You know, like Rambo, for example. Rambo was undeniably a Reagan-era, red meat, kill all well, frankly, you know, foreign entities, you know, Cold War film franchise after the first one. Because without the Vietnam War, the first film never happens. The book never happens. The, the, the first movie never happens. However, you could make the same First Blood movie about someone who had PTSD from either the first or second Iraq wars, and it would still work. You know what I mean? Um, the timing of it would have been a bit different. The public view of, of veterans is different now. Um, so I, I wonder if it would have had the same, a similar impact or if it would have been totally different, right? Because when the first one came out, veterans were cheering like crazy because a vet got to actually 
have a voice, which for so many veterans, it just didn't happen in the States at all. Um, interesting. Rez says, I don't typically watch TV with headphones, but WWE with the audience being what it is, I think it'd be cool to start using for PPVs. I, I agree, you know, because it, it, it certainly gives you more to ingest, but that also may be why your head is overwhelmed, man. Might be why. Might be why. Might be why. But I think the whole Rambo franchise, if you just fast-forwarded it, you know, to now-ish, it could still work, but it would not be nearly as xenophobic as it was at the time. Um, although some of the themes would still work. You know, if you had a movie come out today about an American veteran that went and killed a bunch of Russians, which is arguably what 2 and 3 are, um, I think that could work. <laughs> For some people, because a lot of people don't really like, in America anyway, don't really like the Russian influence politically on our country. And so if you have a movie where this guy goes to a Russian occupation and just goes, Rawr! takes in all these Russians, it, it, could, it, could, uh, it, it could make some money, you know? Um, but it wouldn't be the same, because the Cold War is not really there. Not in the, at least not in the way that uh, it was at the time. So... Well, it's an interesting, interesting thing to discuss. Um, and certainly I think we're going to have a lot more discussions as we get closer to uh, get more people in the literal discussion. So I am going to switch over to our game, start bringing people into the best of my ability, 